Good evening, everybody. It's good to see you, Facebook friends. We're glad that you've joined us for this Good Friday service. We want to come together. Good evening, everybody. And uh, that's my technology major over here. <laughs> <clears throat> but we're glad that you're here with us. And uh, Owen and Trish are going to lead in worship for a little bit. And then we're going to um, uh, go into the word of the Lord. And then we're going to have communion. And so I want to challenge you tonight as they begin to sing, wherever you're at, uh, to turn your living room, your bedroom, your kitchen, wherever you're uh, joining us from, turn that into your own worship space. Mm -hmm. And just sing along, worship like you're in the middle of church, and just see what the presence of the Lord, they were practicing early and, uh, earlier, and they were just, uh, the presence of the Lord was just so strong in uh, our, our, we're doing this in our dining room, right in this area of our dining room, the presence of the Lord was so strong. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were so thankful for what God was doing. So let's open with this with prayer, and then I'll turn it over to Trish and Owen to lead us in worship. Jesus, we love you and we praise you. We thank you for this time together. We ask you, Lord, to have your way. Let your will be accomplished. We're thankful that so many years ago you hung on a cross for us. We're honored to be together tonight. We'll love you forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Yeah. 
Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. God. I hope you felt the same spirit that we felt here in our house. There's nothing like the name of Jesus, the power of Jesus. Would you just in your homes right now, just take a moment and talk to him. Lord, I love you and I praise you. I cry glory to you tonight. Lord, for you died on a cross for us. You suffered so that we could live for life eternal. We love you, Jesus. We adore you, Jesus. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy to us. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. It is amazing to me that no matter where we're at, whether we are in the sanctuary together or whether we're online and and virtual here, uh, that God is still God. Amen. And his power is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. And uh, I'm so thankful that you joined us. We have some that are on Zoom, some that are on Facebook, some that are on both. Many that are members of our church, many that are not members. And it's good to see all of you that are coming up on Facebook, watching some of uh, friends of ours from college days and all across the country. We're so thankful that you're here on this Good Friday uh, service. And we're thankful for all of our guests uh, through Spirit of Grace Church. We love our church family so much, and we're glad that we're able to spend a little bit of time with you tonight. I want to share a little bit from the Word of the Lord, about the Word of the Lord, uh, before we go and take our communion. Uh, Communion is a very interesting thing, and it has come to mean a lot of things to different people. And uh, I'm often asked uh, why we don't take communion more often. And I want to kind of share with you my heart when it comes to the purpose of communion. A lot of people don't even know the real purpose. They just... Uh, In their mind, communion is just a way to remember Calvary, and that's good. Uh, But there's more to it than that, and and it's the reason why uh, I want to share this with you. There's two main components, if you will, to communion. It's the the bread or the cracker. It's the uh, it's biblically it was the bread that Jesus broke and. And then there's also uh, the wine or uh, the fruit of the vine. And Jesus uh, at the Last Supper said some things uh, before he even had gone to Calvary. And Good Friday is the day that we celebrate the crucifixion of Christ. Now on Sunday in our 1030 service here online, you're free to join us. We'll have some more great music and uh, we have a special request from one of our young people of old Uh, for my wife to sing, and we're going to try to uh, do that for him. And uh, so we're working on that. It just so happened that that song went right along with what my message is planning to be for Sunday. And uh, But that's the day we celebrate the resurrection and the empty tomb. But Good Friday is the day that we look at Calvary. We look at the cross of Christ. We look at the suffering and the pain and the things that he endured And so shortly before he went to Calvary, he had what is now known as the Last Supper. And he introduced these two components, the bread and the wine, uh, to his disciples. And he said, as often as you eat it, 
uh, and partake of it. Do this in remembrance of me. That word remembrance isn't just a uh, mindset. It's not a recalling of Calvary, but it's actually a part uh, of Calvary. And, uh, and just hang on just a second, and hopefully I'll make that clear. <clears throat> the, the bread that the Lord broke, he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. That last couple of days of Christ's life must have been absolutely intense. And several years ago, they came out with the, the movie, The Last um, Week of Christ's Life or the, 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 the Passion of the Christ. And uh, even as literal as that movie was able to make it, it still probably didn't do justice because the actor really didn't die. Jesus died on Calvary. And when you think about what Jesus went through and what the body of Jesus went through, the body was torn apart, beginning in Gethsemane, when the Bible says that the pressure, uh, the weight of our sins was so strong upon him that the Bible says he sweat as it were great drops of blood. And in that garden, it was so strong and heavy on him, and it just started to weigh his physical body down. And then he is arrested in the garden, and he's taken, and he's put through several different really mock trials, if you will, uh, at least false trials. And in the midst of all that, he endures, again, the body of Christ endures the things uh, that are powerful. Uh, I, I don't know about you. I don't like having my hair pulled. I've had it pulled before, but I don't like it. But the Bible says that it, he, they plucked the hair right from his beard. That sounds painful to me. The Bible says that he had... Uh, he was scourged, and we use colorful terms of that, and we say, by his stripes we are healed, when we don't really even realize what those stripes mean. Those stripes meant that Jesus was beaten with what is probably known as a cat of nine tails. It's a short whip that has bone and rock and pottery all intertwined within it, and uh, it probably hit Jesus from the top of his shoulders down to his ankles, to wear, and I don't mean to be uh, grotesque, but this is the way it was, probably opened up his back and the back of his legs all the way right down through the tissue to all of the subcutaneous levels of his body to where he was bleeding out even then. And they would put his garment on him and that blood would start to clot and dry and they would rip the, the garment back off and reopen the wounds it just is incredibly painful and suffering. That's what was going on to the body of Christ. It was being torn apart. Then the Bible lets us know that they put a crown of thorns on his head. And I have, in the past, I have done a lot of dramas. And uh, we would try to come up with a crown of thorns so that we weren't really hurting our actor, but that it looked as real as we could. And so we would get something that, that we could put around his head and then when we would do a still shot or something, we had uh, one, one crown of thorns that was real and it had thorns about that big and very pointed and very strong. It wasn't pliable. It wasn't bendable. And uh, when you put that on the head, the Bible says they didn't just gently set it. If they're going to tear his back and his legs up, they put it on and they upbraided it. They pounded it into his, his, his brow. And uh, just thinking about that it, it is incredible. And then after that, there, he was mocked, he was ridiculed, he was spit upon. His body 
was torn apart. You see, at Calvary is where the body of the Lord died. It was at Calvary that the Bible says he became to where you could not even recognize him. That's how bad the body was torn apart at Calvary. And I find it interesting in the book of Hebrews that it says that Jesus was the express image of the invisible God. God became unrecognizable that day that we celebrate now on Good Friday. He became, his body, his expression to the world became unrecognizable because it was beaten so bad. It was ravaged so bad through uh, the, the hands of man. And so when Jesus says before this uh, happening, and as he's getting ready to go to this last few days of his life, and he says, listen, when you gather together and you break the bread, do this, it's my body, which is broken for you. And uh, this do in remembrance of me. I don't believe that Jesus was just saying, hey, listen, remember what I did for you. Remember what happened at Calvary. But I believe what, what happened is what Jesus is trying to get across to his disciples because Paul picks up on it in his writings when he classifies us or clarifies us as the body of Christ. You see, while Jesus the man was the express image of God in the day that he walked upon this earth, the Bible declares now that the church is the body of Christ. And when you and I uh, take the time to remember him or put that body back together. Uh, the Bible says it this way, we are one body, but many members. And what ends up happening is sometimes the members get separated, they get distant, and, and God wants to bring them back together. And he wants to do that because what happened at Calvary was his body was broken, it was torn apart, and then it was restored when he resurrected in a glorified body and brought back together. And now we are the expression of God in the world today. And so when we partake of his body, when we partake of communion, what we're really partaking of is the remembrance or putting the members back together, reuniting the body of Christ together. And when that happens, the Bible says it, uh, in 1 Corinthians 11, that when we do that, we show forth or we proclaim Calvary to others. It's that, that's, that's what happens when the body comes together. And especially at this moment in, in this dealing with the virus and being separated, we are not together with the body physically. Uh, I, I sense his presence across the airwaves when we get together. And I sense that God is moving among us, but physically the body is not together. And so tonight we're gonna to take communion because I believe that reaching across the airwaves, the body can be united. Yes, the body can be put back together. The body can be remembered together. The second component of communion or the last supper that Jesus used was the wine the blood, if you will. He said, this is the blood of my New Testament for you. The Bible says this, that life is in the blood. Life is in the blood. And it's his blood that is shed at Calvary that releases the opportunity for you and I to have life, but not just normal life, abundant, eternal, everlasting life. It's the blood that was shed at Calvary. And it sounds... Uh, the Bible says, without the shedding of blood is no remission. He shed that blood 
so that he could spread over that which was dead to breathe life back into it. And from the life of the blood that was sacrificed at Calvary, you and I have the opportunity to spring forth into a new life, a life everlasting and eternal. That's why we call it Good Friday. We call it Good Friday because the, the Bible says we're putting the body back together and the blood is beginning to flow and the life of who God is is beginning to flow amongst us. And it's so powerful when you recognize that life is in the blood. In the New Testament, in, the, in, in Jesus' day, Jesus' body, his physical, uh, natural flesh was his, the expression of God, and his blood was the life. In the blood was the life. And so when we go to Calvary and we stand at the cross, and I think I mentioned this on uh, Wednesday night, but I'm not, I can't remember. My days are running together. But uh, my pastor used to say there's very little difference, if any, between the worst of us and the best of us at the foot of Calvary. And the reason is, is because at Calvary is where the life-giving blood is applied and gives life and form to the body of Christ. You see, it's at that point in time when the, when the blood begins to pour over us, and, and thankfully, just a couple of days later, the Bible says that Jesus resurrected and walked out of a tomb, and we're going to celebrate that together on Sunday. But tonight, I want, to re want you to recognize that the blood, that which gives life in the natural body, is in the Bible, the Bible says it this way, the law uh, kills, but the spirit gives life. His spirit, we find his blood today tangibly in the spirit of who he is. And when we have his spirit, we are having the life-giving force that's applied to us. And when we, as his body, gather together and bind together in one accord, and his spirit moves among us, we are remembering the body of Christ, and that remembering of the body of Christ then uh, expounds it or proclaims it, declares who Jesus really is. You see, I, I, the only thing that people see today of who God is, is through the church. It's through you and I. It's through, we are, the Bible says, the living epistles of the Lord. When they see us, they need to see Christ. When they see us, they need to see his body. When, they, when they're around us, they need to feel the life-giving force that's found in his blood. That was, it's the reason why sometimes we, when we're praying, we plead the blood. Are we just pleading the, just, you know, the red cells that flow through? No, we're, we're, we're pleading that life-giving force yes. that Jesus said, this is my blood of the New Testament for you. And so tonight, as we take communion together, I want you to understand that as we do this together, we are reuniting, if you will. We are taking you, I've just watched some of the names come up on Facebook. We're taking you from Delaware to New Jersey, to Missouri, to all kinds of places around the, the country right here locally, from Delano to Stillwater to Isanti. And what we're doing as we take this communion is we are putting the body of Christ together. And I believe what's going to happen in days to come as we walk in one, as we think in one, as we worship in one, as we begin to proceed this path that God has chosen us as one body, what begins to happen is God will begin to show out and people are going to see 
uh, more things of God than ever before. We're already seeing it all around the world, but there is coming a, uh, a great and powerful move of the Spirit of God through the church. Yes. Praise God. I believe that with all of my heart. And so tonight we're, we're taking communion. And uh, if you have your uh, communion with you, if not, uh, we understand. Just uh, join with us in spirit if, if you don't have that. But uh, we, uh, I'm not used to taking communion because with, without having one of those little cups that we have. But uh, tonight we're going to do it a little different. Uh, we've got uh, crackers and juice. And uh, I want us, before we go into uh, actually partaking of communion, I want to just uh, read the last uh, phrase of this before we do this. In verse 26 of 1 Corinthians 11, Every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes. And uh, until there is death, there can be no life. And so we are excited about the life that God gave us because of Good Friday 2,020 years ago or so when the Lord suffered and died for us. Praise God. Would you just, before we partake, would you just close your eyes wherever you're at and just ask God to be honored by these actions tonight. Jesus, we come together as the body of Christ online all around the country and uh, here locally, our Spirit of Grace Church family. And we are gathered together uh, in one accord, in one mind, in one spirit, uh, for you are that spirit. And Lord, I'm asking you to receive uh, these actions of these dear people as we partake of your supper, as we partake of communion with you. Lord, take us and make us your body so that we represent you in this world like never before. And then take us, Lord God, and allow your spirit to flow through us to others. Lord, we understand that it's not up to uh, the country's governments around the world. It's not up to the politicians. It's up to your people, your body on this earth. You said if your people would humble your, themselves and pray and seek your face. Lord, I know it's up to us to reach the lost. And I'm asking you, God, to take us this night and allow the power and the presence of Calvary, the price that you paid and the sacrifice that you made and the beating that you took, Lord, on Calvary, when you even cried out from the cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Help us, Lord Jesus, to remember what you've done and the price that you've paid. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now I want to encourage you. This is what the Apostle Paul said. I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself on the night when he was betrayed. The Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it, and he broke it in pieces and said, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Praise God. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. Praise God. Now, in Spirit of Grace family, we say it this way for all of you guests. Let's seal this with a praise. Yes. 
Would you just find a way to praise him right now and seal this with it? Jesus, I thank you. I worship you. I adore you. I praise your holy name. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are high and lifted up and your train fills the temple. Lord, we adore you and glorify you and magnify you. This weekend, God, we celebrate the cross and we're looking forward to celebrating the resurrection on Sunday. But go into every home right now. Go into every living room, kitchen, office, wherever people are watching this or will be watching this later on Facebook and let your spirit settle into their homes, God, and wrap your loving arms around them and let them feel the strength of the embrace of the master. We'll be careful to give you praise and glory and honor and thanksgiving. In the wonderful, precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Thank you all on Facebook for being with us and on Zoom for being with us tonight. We want to encourage you, if you have the time, and uh, to come back on Sunday at 10.30. We're going to be uh, gathering together uh, on Facebook again and sharing some music again and the word of the Lord and celebrating the empty tomb. Aren't you glad that the tomb is empty? Amen. And he's, he has risen amongst us and still dwelling with us. So we appreciate you all for joining us. Have a great Easter weekend and a great Good Friday. For all of you in Facebook land, God bless you and we'll see you Sunday.